All right. Welcome back to Formate Arbitration. And let me say a thank you to Jason Leith, JB, for coming in here and doing that episode. I told y'all that kid knows his stuff. <laughs> that, that was as thorough as you'll ever get. You can't go to any training and get anything any more thorough than that. And that's what I want my episodes to be. I want them to be thorough. I want them to, to cover everything that we cover thoroughly. And uh, you can't get any better or any more thorough than that episode on opting. Uh, so the, the few people who reached out that said they needed an opting episode have reached out and uh, said they appreciate that. Well, I appreciate JB for coming and doing it. I couldn't have done that any better. Uh, I'll have him come back and do some more. Today I'm going to start the joint statement episodes. I'm going to have two or three. I'm not going to do all those in one. I'm going to have two or three episodes on the joint statement, maybe four. I don't know. But it's important. It's uh, it's second to discipline to me. Uh, it uh, it affects livelihoods. It affects morale. It, it affects our home life. It affects our work life. Uh, so we're going to deal with that. But I just wanted to say thank you to JB. He put a lot of time and effort into that. He put a lot of time and effort into, into researching that for y'all. Uh, now I've got that archived. So anytime anybody has any issues with opting or questions, everything that you could ever want answered is in that episode. Uh, so I will have him come back. He's very good at Deems, uh, Deems Desirable. I know I had an uh, episode on Deems and uh, Restricted Sick Leave, but I'm going to have him come back and do an episode on Deems Desirable on the things that you need to request, the things that the forms and documents that you need to request to cover Deems, okay? Uh, he's very good at that. We had an arbitration where they put uh, some individuals on deems here in our installation. We took that to arbitration and we won. Very good decision from arbitrator August. Uh, I was the advocate, but JB was the formal A. And uh, fantastic case file, fantastic case. And so I'll have him come back and do a deems maybe after I finish my, my episodes on the joint statement. But today, I'm just going to kind of give an overview. I'm not going to get into a whole lot today on the joint statement. Uh, we'll, we'll cover a few things, but today's more, more or less a pep rally <laughs> for, for shop stewards. Let me tell you this about the joint statement and about mutual respect. Management doesn't care at all. They don't care how other managers or supervisors treat us. Upper management does not care. I know I said earlier in one of my episodes, we're in this alone. We are in this by ourselves. I promise you that. The only see management get involved is when you have one of them in a chokehold. When you have a grievance that is so strong and they know that their managers are in dire straits, that's the only time management will get involved, and that's just to save their asses. That's it. Uh, I have seen some things. I have dealt with some things, uh, and, it, and it crushes me to see how my brothers and sisters are treated in different places. I'm telling you, I have seen some horrible things. Um, 
sexual misconduct. You name it, I have dealt with it. Uh, and the problem, the, the sad thing is, is that upper management has been made aware of these things over and over again, and they turn their back on us. So it, it's 100% on us to protect our own, and we're going to. We're going to protect our brothers and sisters against management that has chosen to be bullies, okay? At the end of these episodes, you will be an expert on the joint statement. I promise you that. That's a promise from me to you. You will be an expert on the joint statement, and you will be ready to take on any manager or supervisor that decides to come in and be disruptive because they don't know how to act. Okay, I promise you that. We're going to read the joint statement in this one, cover a little bit of it, okay? But I have been, uh, I have been fortunate because my business agent is a strong advocate of the joint statement. It, it is maybe number one to him is the joint statement and how our brothers and sisters are treated. And he has sent teams in uh, different places. And um, I have been fortunate enough to be on some of those teams. I've told you before, uh, two of the very best that I know of, uh, Jason Atchley and Cliff Stoddard, I'd put those two up against anybody as far as knowledge of the joint statement, case file building around the joint statement, what to look for, uh, the issue statement, which is so important, the remedy, which is so important, and I'll cover all those things with you, okay? Uh, but they are they are experts at that, and so I've been fortunate enough to be with them uh, when we've gone into stations, uh, particularly two stations we had to go into because of management, and we were very fortunate. Uh, the case files that we put together uh, on both, uh, the first one, was in a station in Mississippi, uh, and we were fortunate enough the arbitrator removed this uh, manager from supervising letter carriers. Uh, the second, also from Mississippi, the arbitrator removed this manager from supervising letter carriers for a period of two years. Jason Ashley was the advocate on the first one. I was the advocate on the second one. And we'll talk about those cases. We'll talk about what happened, uh, what we did, as far as uh, research and documentation, all of those things will be covered. And so that way you'll know what to do, what to request, what we're going to put in the case file. That's going to be my next episode. Everything that you're going to need to put into a case file, we're going to have it. And there are very specific things that you're going to need to support your position in your case file. Uh, arbitrators, some won't hesitate, but some, they don't like telling management what to do. They don't like telling management to remove their own. Uh, they hate it. And so our case files are going to show them how and why and that it's acceptable to do so. And that's what our case files are going to show. And we're going to do it. I'm telling you. You'll be experts at the end of these episodes. Not that I'm an expert, but I'll tell you what you need to do to become one, okay? Um, 
I had an arbitration once. It was in Gadsden, Alabama. And we had a manager that was into it with a carrier. And he uh, he balls up a piece of paper. And they're, they're going back and forth. And he just hits this carrier in the face with it. Just rears back, hits her right in the face. She's at the time clock. And so we file a, a joint statement uh, down there, and it goes to hearing. And the arbitrator, his name was Arbitrator Miles. Uh, he's a, a very uh, management-heavy arbitrator. Uh, most of their major positions, he believes in them. Well, the joint statement, he didn't believe in it. So I'm doing my opening statement, and I'm reading my opening statement to him. And I get to the, my remedy, and I said, you know, Mr. Arbitrator, we're going to ask that you sustain this grievance. We're going to ask that you remove manager so-and-so from supervising letter carriers. He stops me <laughs> right in my opening statement. He stops me. He says, hang on just a second, Mr. Walton. I said, yes, sir. He said, I can't do that. I said, you can't do what? I can't tell management to, to discipline their own. I said, well, sure you can. He said, oh, no, no, I can't. I said, sir, are you kidding? He said, no, I can't tell management what to do. I said, you ever had a removal case? Well, sure. I said, did you ever tell management to bring the carrier back? Well, yeah. Okay, well, then you can tell management what to do. I said, you choose not to do that. That's the difference. You can do it. You choose not to do it. That's what you're telling me. So we got into it a little bit. <laughs> we always got into it, me and Mr. Miles. But there are some that feel that way, unfortunately. And so, you know, we, we have to do a great job of file building, case file building. All right? And we're going to do that. I promise you. We're, we're going to get uh, everything in that case file that you're going to need. The issue statement, we're going to have one on the issue statement and the remedy. We'll talk about some different sites. Uh, we're going to read some things. Uh, we're going to read some things uh, that will help you become experts. All right. Uh, let's read the joint statement. And it's incorporated into the agreement through Article 15 and Article 19 via the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. All right. One of the most critical things to remember when we're dealing with the joint statement on violence and behavior in the workplace is it's just that. It is the joint statement on violence and behavior in the workplace. Management cuts out behavior 100% of the time. When we're talking about management that is being bullies, management will always say, when you go to the hearing, when you go to the formal A, there were never any threats. He never put his hand on anybody. There was no violence here. Well, that's part of it. <laughs> that's part of the joint statement. Most of the time, what we're going to get management on is the behavior part. And that's where our contentions are going to come in. This is not dealing with violence. This is dealing with behavior and a pattern of behavior that is unacceptable. And we're going to cover that, but uh, most of our joint statements are going to be dealing with behavior. Rarely ever will you have one that is on violence. Now, you will. Sometimes you will have one that are on violence, 
Uh, and the thing is, is that you need a history of behavior. You do not need a history of violence. Okay. You need a history of behavior. You do not need a history of violence. Violence, one and done. Uh, we're going we're gonna to get in, in uh, management's ass on that. Any type of violence uh, to us, that's, that's, you get one shot. Behavior, unfortunately, it takes us a while. And, our, and, and the joint statement states that. Okay, so let's read the joint statement. And then I'll be done with this episode, okay? This one's kind of getting you ready for where we're going. Very short. Next week, we'll get into the case file. What we're going to need to put in the case file. Everything that you're going to need, we're going to do that. Then the next one, we're going to have our issue and our remedy, all right? And then I may do another one on uh, reading some arbitration sites to you, kind of show you where we're at. And also uh, reading the, some of the things that are in the case file, okay? And that way, w- when these are done, you're going to be ready to tackle anybody that comes into your station and chooses to be a bully, all right? So let's read the joint statement together. This is the joint statement on violence behavior in the workplace. And this is from 1992, okay? And it's still just as relevant today. States this, we all grieve for the Royal Oak victims and we sympathize with their families as we have grieved and sympathized all too often before in similar horrifying circumstances. But grief and sympathy are not enough. Neither are ritualistic expressions of grave concern or the initiation of investigations, studies, or research projects. Let me stop right there. A lot of the history that you're going to have in your files are probably going to be surveys that have been done, uh, questionnaires that are in the file, investigations by both parties through some kind of joint team, uh, threat assessment team, uh, whatever y'all's district calls them. A lot of your case files probably going to have a lot of those things in there. Okay. Those are great to have for history, but this is covered right there in the joint statement where it says, but grief and sympathy are not enough. Neither are ritualistic expressions of grave concern or the initiation of investigations, studies, or research projects. Okay, so we're covering all those things. The United States Postal Service as an institution And all of us who serve that institution must firmly and unequivocally commit to do everything within our power to prevent further incidents of work-related violence. Now, the unions are the only ones that are concerned with that sentence. Management will do nothing. So when it says firmly and unequivocally commit to do everything within our power to prevent further incidents of work-related violence... Management does not mean that. They've opted out of that. Matter of fact, when I show you some of the information we're going to put in there, they opt out of it. And arbitrator, National Arbitrator Snow, when we take this case to arbitration, uh, in our closing briefs, the management, the Postal Service, 
is attempting to opt out of this agreement, saying that it wasn't a binding agreement. It's just a statement. And we'll, we'll cover all those things. But management immediately regretted signing the joint statement. And when it went to arbitration, they tried to get out of it. So they're not going to commit themselves to do anything other than what they're told to do through either a settlement agreement or as window dressing. Okay. It says this is a time for a candid appraisal of our flaws and not a time for scapegoating, finger pointing, or procrastination. That's huge language when an advocate gets in front of an arbitrator. Procrastination. Because some cases we've taken a hearing where there's been 10, 11, 12, 13 years of cease and desist on violating the joint statement, on cease and desist on 115 mutual respect, 10, 15 years. That's procrastination. Management doesn't care, okay? It is a time for reaffirming the basic right of all employees to a safe and humane working environment. Here's important. This is important here. It is also the time to take action to show that we mean what we say. And those are the things that advocates crush management on in an arbitration. Where it says it is also the time to take action to show that we mean what we say. I've got one coming up here, and I'm going to ask management, what action have you taken outside of the grievance procedure? Outside of what you've been mandated to do through a grievance settlement, what have you done independently to curb this manager's behavior? Nothing. You've not done a damn thing. You've done nothing. You've left it entirely up to the union and so, therefore, we have taken over. The union's here now, and we're not leaving. That's what they're going to get, okay? Goes on. We openly acknowledge that in some places or units, there is an unacceptable level of stress in the workplace that there is no excuse for and will be no tolerance of violence or any threats of violence by anyone at any level of the Postal Service. Now that's where management stops. That's where management ends their argument. But it goes on. And this is where we get management right here. Okay? It goes on. And there is no excuse for and will be no tolerance of harassment intimidation, threats, or bullying by anyone. Okay? That's where we get them. That's where we get them. And that there is no excuse for and will be no tolerance of harassment. Do you have that in your station? Do you have an unacceptable level of harassment in your station? Do you think that the joint statement covers that? I do. I do. Intimidation. Do you have that in your station? Do you have a management that's like that? Do they come out on the street, intimidate carriers? Do they stand at the case at the, behind the carrier and, and, and try to use intimidating tactics? Do they get on the loudspeaker and act a fool? Do they belittle carriers on the workroom floor? How about threats? Heard one the other day at a station here in my installation where the... the Supervisor told the CCAs 
All of them on the workroom floor. Y'all don't get back by seven. All of y'all are getting disciplined. That's threats. That's threats. And we're going to handle that. We're already in the process of, of handling that. But that, that's threats. That's in the joint statement. Or bullying by anyone. Man, that'll cover it right there. Bullying by anyone. I've got a, I've got a case, the one we, we did in arbitration. I'm going to ask permission to put that case file. It's huge. In where you can read the transcripts. I'll see if I can get it in there. It's some of the most disturbing things you'll ever see. Some of the most disturbing behavior you will ever see out of an individual in your lifetime. This behavior by this individual was as disturbing and raunchy as you will ever see. Unbelievable. Even the arbitrator was astonished. And she says so in her, in her uh, decision. And management was well aware of this. Well aware of this. And she said in the hearing, she stopped me while I was questioning and she looks at management and she's like, and y'all have not been sued yet? <laughs> and that's kind of how I knew we was going to win that. But she asked them in the hearing, and y'all haven't been sued yet? They don't care. They don't care. I'm telling you, they don't care about carriers. They care about one thing and one thing only. Numbers. The numbers. That's it. That's it. We'll get into all that. Okay. It goes on. We also affirm that every employee at every level of the postal service should be treated at all times with dignity, respect, and fairness. Let me read that again. We also affirm that every employee at every level of the postal service should be treated at all times with dignity, respect, and fairness. Now, what do you tie in with that? What do you tie in with that when you got your issue statement? And I'll go over issue statements later. But How about 115 of the M39 handbook, mutual respect? Huh? Mutual respect. That, that's, that's the sister to this, okay? That's the, that's the partner right here is uh, 115, all right? It goes on. The need for the USPS to serve the public efficiently and productively and the need for all employees to be committed to giving a fair day's work for a fair day's pay does not justify actions that are abusive or intolerant. That's where you're going to get most of management most of the time. That right there. And we'll cover all this later. I'll read that again. The need for the USPS to serve the public efficiently and productively, that's because when you see grievance come up about the joint statement, what does management say? What is their argument? They just don't want to be managed. They just don't want to be managed. They had an old manager in here that just let them do whatever they wanted to do. Now I'm here, and they just can't take proper management. They can't take true management. Their productivity is bad because of the old manager. That's what happened in this one, in uh, the, the second one in Mississippi that I was the advocate for. That's what they were saying. 
you know, I came in and they just don't like my management style because they've been used to getting away with everything. Their productivity is terrible. He even blamed management. Management's productivity was terrible. That's what they'll say. And that's the reason when I tell you to read everything, when you get information, when you get statements, when you get contentions, read everything. It's important during the joint statement, we read everything, okay? Because you're going to catch management doing that a lot. Here's the biggest thing, making the numbers, and that's in quotation marks. Making the numbers is not an excuse for the abuse of anyone. And that's what we hammered them in this case in, in Mississippi that I did. Making the numbers is not an excuse for the abuse of anyone because management 100% of the time will say these carriers just don't know how to be managed. They're lazy. Their productivity is this. Look at what I did when I came in. Their overtime hours were at this level, and I cut them in half. The productivity has gone up since I've been here, and they hate it because they're not making as much money. That's what they were saying. And the arbitrator killed them on that. She destroyed them on that. When I read the decision, you'll see what she says. Some of the best language you'll ever read about making the numbers. But it says, making the numbers is not an excuse for for the abuse of anyone. Here we go. Those who do not treat others with dignity and respect will not be rewarded or promoted. Those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. Bingo. (laughs) Bingo. That's it. That's it. Those who do not treat others with dignity and respect will not be rewarded or promoted. How many people do y'all know that are up in management now that were straight asses when they were supervisors or managers? And because of that, they're rewarded. They're promoted. Management doesn't abide by this, man. They don't care anything about the joint statement. It's entirely up to us, and they've left it entirely up to us. They won't consider it. They won't look at it until we show it to them in arbitration and make them defend it. Hey, we're all alone here. (laughs) We're all alone. And that's fine. That's fine. We're going to be professionals at the joint statement. We're going to be professionals, I promise you. Okay? Those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. And that's what I was talking about earlier. I don't need a history of violence. You put your hands on me, to me, you're gone. You keep me from leaving your office. You stand in front of the door and you threaten me, to me, you're one and done. But behavior, belittling behavior, bullying, harassing, intimidation, unfortunately, unfortunately, we got to have a little history on that. And it sucks. It sucks. And we're going to talk about case file building. Statements is statement driven. Statement driven. And unfortunately, unfortunately, some of the places that we go to, when we go in, the carriers do not want any part of us. They're scared to death. And I get it. I get it. I do. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard sitting down talking to a brother and sister. 
and them not want to participate. Hey, I just want to do my job and go home. You know, he's like this here, but I, I don't want to, I don't want him after me. I don't want him. Hey, look, I get it. But you know what? That's not, you know what that, that's not being, that's not being union. Union means what? We're together. We're together. That's what union means. I always give the example to my carriers to kind of, you know, give them pep rallies every once in a while. And I'll have one of them come up and I was like, you know, if I take, take my hand and I spread out my fingers and I take this finger and I poke you in the chest, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be uncomfortable. Just that one member, that one digit, you won't like it. But if I close this fist, if I put all these fingers together and I close this fist, I'm going to cave that chest in. That's union. That's union. That's what we have to be to get rid of management that has chosen to be bullies. You've got to close that fist and be a union. So and that's what I tell carriers. Look, I don't want to get involved. I just want to go home. Hey, look here, baby. I understand. I promise you I do. But you've got a tyrant running this place. And you've got carriers whose lives have been affected. Their home lives have been affected. They cry every morning when they come in here. They cry every night when they go to sleep knowing they got to come in here and put up with this shit. And you are going to stand up and be a union. And we're going to get rid of these managers who have chosen to be bullies. I promise you, we're not going to let you down and we're not leaving. We're going to stay here until it happens. That's what we have to do, folks. That's what we have to do. But uh, I've gone in places with my with these teams, and and you, it's sad. It's sad. Carriers don't want to get involved because they're scared. But that's why we have surveys. Okay. Where was I? Got off on a rabbit trail. I'm sorry. Go back to that. Those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. What's the most important word in that sentence? When you tell an arbitrator, when you're reading this to an arbitrator, what's the most important word there? And I'm going to read it again. Those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. What's the most important word? Will. Will be removed. And that's what we tell arbitrators. It doesn't say should be removed might be removed, may be removed. It says, those whose unacceptable behavior continues will be removed from their positions. They will. We have a, we have a case file that's documented that the unacceptable behavior has continued for however many months or years, and we're here to pay the piper. <laughs> we're here to make them reap what they've sown. That's exactly what I told the arbitrator in my last arbitration, the one in Mississippi. This man is here to reap what he has sown over 15 years of being a tyrant and a bully. And today is his day to answer for all of it. And uh, so she bought it. 
goes on. We obviously cannot ensure that however seriously intentioned our words may be, they will not be treated with winks and nods or skepticism by some of our over 700,000 employees. And that's what an arbitrator is going to show management. They're going to show an arbitrator and they're going to look over there at management's advocate and they're going to say this while they're looking at management's advocate. They're going to say, we obviously cannot ensure that however seriously intentioned our words may be, they will not be treated with winks and nods or skepticism about some of our over 700,000 employees because that's what happens when you let management manage their own. It's met with winks and nods and assurances. Hey, we're going to take care of you. Don't you worry about anything. But the union's here now. (laughs) The union's here now, baby, and we're going to answer for some things. All right? But let there be no mistake that we mean what we say And we will enforce our commitment to a workplace where dignity, respect, and fairness are basic human rights and where those who do not respect those rights are not tolerated. That sounds good, doesn't it? Huh? Most of the major unions have signed this thing with that agreement. Management has signed this thing whether they they don't want to be in it or not. They're in it. Let me read that again. But let there be no mistake that we mean what we say and we will enforce our commitment to a workplace where dignity, respect, and fairness are basic human rights and where those who do not respect those rights are not tolerated. It does not say we'll enforce our commitment to a workplace free of violence. Okay? It doesn't say that. We will enforce our commitment to a workplace free of violence. It says we will enforce our commitment to a workplace where dignity, respect, and fairness are basic human rights and where those who do not respect those rights are not tolerated. What does that mean? Exactly what it says, baby. Hey, you're not going to be tolerated here. Your management style is best somewhere else where there is no employees. But you, sir, you're not going to be tolerated here. Okay? hate to tell you that. And then it goes on. Our intention is to make the workroom floor a safer, more harmonious. Is your workplace harmonious? Is your work floor harmonious? Why is it not harmonious? Is it because you got some asshole manager? Is that why it's not harmonious? Covered right there. As well as a more productive workplace, we pledge our efforts to these objectives. And you got the signature of most major unions and, and postal management. That That's my episode for today. Kind of a cheerleading episode. Uh, you may not have got a whole lot from it. But we went over the joint statement. I'm going to go over the joint statement again in my next episode. Understand this. We're in it by ourselves. We are in this by ourselves. And there's no place I'd rather be than with my brothers and sisters in this fight 
by ourselves. I don't need anybody else. I don't need anybody else. You give me some hell raisers on the union side, on the NALC side. You give me a handful of hell raisers, baby, and we will go handle business. We're in it by ourselves, folks. All right? Shop stewards, look, when you go after management, that's a bully. Be ready. Be ready. They are going to target you. They're going to target your best friends. I had a best friend that worked with me, and when management tried to come in and be disruptive, who did, who kept getting fired? Him. <laughs> he, got, he got fired all the time for nothing. They would make up stuff, and I'd have to get his ass back. And he kept telling me, hey, Corey, don't worry about it. I know what they're doing. Don't worry. I swear to God, they would fire. He would be delivered mail and they would make up stuff and fire him because of me going after their own. Swear to God that happened. He, I think he got fired three or four times. And I'd get him back because, you know, they, they were making up stuff. Couldn't prove it. But just be ready, shop stewards. Don't, don't back down ever. Don't back down. Don't back up. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. You get management that comes in there. They're overbearing bullies. You can address them one-on-one. Hey, that that type style is not going to work here. You can put them on notice. Probably won't matter. But go after them. Go after them. And I'm going to give you the tools to do it. I promise you, I'm going to give you the tools to do it. But shop stewards, stand firm. Stand your ground, okay? They will come after you. They will come after your carriers. They will try to turn your carriers against you. I had one come up to me, man, why are you after this guy like that? He's treating all of us like this here. I told him to shut up and get back to his case. If you're not for me, you're against me. If you're not for me, you're against me. I'm not going to tolerate management that has chosen to be bullies. Ever. Ever. That's not what I'm coming to work for. So, hopefully this helps you a little bit. Get you ready. We're going to get ready to go. Next week, I'm going to have uh, what we're going to have in our case file. Okay? The documents that we're going to need in our case file to prove our position. And there's a few. There's, there's a few. And we'll go over those in the next episode, okay? This one's kind of a pep rally. Get us ready. Went over the joint statement. But uh, shop steward, it's up to us. It's up to us. We're we're alone, okay? Uh, Y'all take care of yourselves. Have a fantastic rest of the day. Hey, I love y'all. I do, man. I love y'all. Y'all are my family. And uh, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you through any kind of fight that we have. Any kind of fight that we have, that you have, I want to try to help you with it, okay? Again, thank you to JB. Fantastic episode, man. Fantastic episode. I mean, he uh, he called me afterwards. He'd listen to it. He's like, damn, that was boring. I was like, well, first off, it's contract. You know, it's kind of hard. It's not discipline. You know, it's kind of hard to be, you know, rah-rah in a contract episode. But it covered everything I wanted it to cover. It was as good as you'll get. You won't go to any training, any regional training, any national training, and get anything any better than what JB did in that episode there. Uh, I'm glad that I have that archived. 
so that people that need opting information, if y'all see them out there, if anybody asks about it, put them onto that episode. Everything that you need to know about opting, it covered. So, JB, I appreciate it, man. I do. It's a great one. It's a great one. All right. Y'all take care of yourselves. Until the next episode, I'll see you later. Bye-bye.